Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Amy Sellers, Senior Legal Counsel for eDiscovery and Operations at CBRE, and one of the founders of the Mind Budget Connection, which is a new organization that is focused on empowering e-discovery professionals. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm great, Ari. How are you? I'm well, and I'm honored to be speaking with you. Tell us about your background and the genesis of the Mind Budget Connection. I am an e-discovery professional and have been for over a decade now. I started life in the not-for-profit arts and in teaching, so I have a little bit of a strange background coming to the law. The Mind Budget Connection was started by Christine Payne, who has a real passion for the mental well-being of those she works with and those that she knows in the industry, because it's a large but close industry. There's been a lot of talk about wellness, but there hasn't been much talk about the impact specifically on e-discovery professionals of both the pandemic and the the environment of pricing for the past few years, which has been a race to the bottom. And she was pointing out the fact that we all know that stress comes and burnout comes when you can't provide quality at the cost that you're selling your services, or you can't make enough money to actually survive. And when you start to talk about contract reviewers and the quality of their work and what we're asking them to do under these circumstances, they have been the folks who are suffering the most as we face this race to the bottom. And we started to think during COVID about all of the extra pressure of isolation and cost and extra work and what was happening and wanted to try to provide some tools to mitigate that. What is the mission of the Mind Budget Connection? Raise awareness of the importance of understanding what it is that goes into e-discovery projects and not dismissing or trying to drive down that cost because you don't understand the work that has to be done. We have this sense of, well, now there's AI and that's magic. It's not magic and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of human input, but we're not appreciating the fact that when you are getting a per gig price, or you're changing the data volume that's going over and it's, it's a different type of data as we've seen with, with Slack, with Teams, with Zoom, that maybe the amount of work per gigabyte is changing, but our purchasers don't necessarily appreciate that those changes have an impact on what we're able to do from a quality perspective in the same amount of time or what it does to people who are trying to review what's a document now and how is that looked together and how, what are we asking of them? We're willing to pay people $1,200 an hour for this substantive work. But then when we get into this incredibly important part of litigation, all that matters really at the end of the day are the facts and how those facts apply to the law. We don't want to spend the money and we create enormous pressure on people to do things very quickly and very well and very cheaply. And as you know, you don't get all three. What are the most challenging areas of e-discovery for professionals in the sector today? Right now, I would say it's being under-resourced 
and it's new data types and new data sources and, and cost pressure. So probably not much different than it has been, but other factors over the past few years have made some of those things more intense. We want to be sure people recognize that. We want to ask people to be thoughtful about it and provide some tools for changing how people budget, how people budget time, how people think about what contract reviewers might be doing or what they're getting paid, how people think about what your technicians are doing when that data comes in. It's not simply throw it over and open it up. There's a huge amount that can happen to affect the quality of the data you're going to look at or the review process that's going to happen. And we should be willing to pay for that, just like we're willing to pay for that $1,200 an hour order. How has the pandemic impacted the work of those focused on e-discovery? E-discovery folks tend to work in teams because there is no way one person can do all these jobs. So you have multiple jobs. The teams have been split up, right? You're working remotely and now you're trying to communicate with each other and get a job done with the same constraints that everybody else has. We're no longer in the building. We no longer can turn and say, hey, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Or, hey, what did you do that time that you got this error, right? So I think the pandemic created some inefficiencies that created extra stress on people. We also saw this incredible increase in workload, which nobody anticipated. We were all afraid that the legal services market would die, and it didn't. It boomed, but we sort of got caught in, you'll still do what you used to do, but you'll manage to collect remotely and you'll manage to work remotely and you, you know, you'll do all of these things that you used to do, but we won't necessarily give you extra resources or time. What are some best practices for managing a litigation support workload effectively? This is where I argue that education of folks above the e-discovery team is really important. You can't manage a litigation support workload if you don't have the right information about what's coming down the road. So when people who aren't focused on what goes into an e-discovery project are calling out the schedule or calling out the resources that will be applied to a project, you can't manage your workload effectively because you don't have enough time and you don't have enough resources. We need to really get folks who don't do e-discovery on a day-to-day basis to have a better understanding of why, you know, everybody asks, why is it so expensive? Well, there's massive data volumes. There's massive data types, right? There's, you don't have information governance, you will pay a price. So one, understanding how to flex. Two, really mapping out your project and showing people, hey, you've come to us on October 3rd and you're asking for a production on October 24th. And your production really should be made on December 12th. And here's why. We have to, we really have to get some better education pushed up to people so that they start their work earlier and don't throw that deadline problem down to the e-discovery team. As David Ornstein at Starbucks likes to say, failing to plan is planning to fail. How is technology impacting the way e-discovery professionals work? Technology has gone boom. And it means that we're constantly bombarded with, oh, that team is using this tool. It's a third-party tool. We need to get the data out of it. And what data form is it going to come in? Do we have access to do it? Do they have an e-discovery module? 
And I'm hearing that over and over and over again, where we don't, e-discovery professionals don't know that the enterprise or even a little silo in the enterprise has adopted this tool or is using this method of communication or has completely gone off computers and is only using mobile devices now. And how are we going to get this? Technology is amazing. A lot of really innovative stuff happening. But when all of that tech gets pulled into a lawsuit, e-discovery professionals are facing new situations over and over instead of, yes, we know how to do this. We have a timeline for it. We have a process for it. We know how to get it done. So throw in four new technologies into a litigation and all of a sudden, everything you've done as a team, all your processes are out of whack. Why has well-being become such a prominent topic in e-discovery and in legal more generally? I think because we're seeing people's mental well-being deteriorate in front of us. And we've seen a bunch of posts, their public posts, of people who have been touched by suicide in this, who are fighting addiction, fighting depression, people who are frankly just overwhelmed and burned out. It's a prominent topic because people are not doing well. And it's funny, I was in a session, we were talking about this and somebody stood up and said, I just want to announce to everybody that, you know, I started seeing a therapist. I know that that is something we don't like to talk about. It's helped me tremendously. I didn't even realize how poorly I was dealing with stress. And I encourage everybody to acknowledge things that are bothering them. I think we have such a societal issue about being strong and being great, being a rock star. And then when that, when your rock star team member starts to fall apart because they can't do the quality of work that they want to do in a situation. It sort of has that Wait, I heard this word from Gina uh, Toronto yesterday. She said it's an emotional contagion. And I think that's, that's important to acknowledge that when we start to put this pressure on people, you can very quickly have a team of people deteriorate because we haven't given the mechanism to raise a hand and say, let me explain to you what's going on and why. We're just sitting here going, we have to make this work. We have to make this work. How do you see e-discovery changing to accommodate the way professionals now prefer to work? I think we're trying to explore how it has to change. And I think we're looking for input. We did a large survey that went to a lot of e-discovery professionals. It was not an a small survey, it took time to complete, and we were really pleased that people went through it and were thoughtful and gave us a lot of information. And the results of that will be the topic of a white paper that we hope to publish this fall. And we're hoping that as we evaluate that data, we'll be able to make some recommendations about how it should change. Logan Cornett, who is on our team, is an actual statistic like survey statistician professional so we've got her helping us um, we have a great vendor who's offered their their analytics team to help us so we're hoping to be able to come back with some good information and good recommendations what's next for the mind budget connection 
uh, pretty much what I said. We are hoping that we learn a lot from the data that we were able to gather. We will be doing interviews with people who volunteer to interview with us so that we can get more concrete and comprehensive information. Our goal is to simply raise the awareness, help people understand how you change your approach to e-discovery projects and litigation to accommodate the human element and make sure that you're allowing people the opportunity to do work they can be proud of at a fair rate of compensation that makes them feel valued. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Amy Sellers, Senior Legal Counsel for eDiscovery and Operations at CBRE, and one of the founders of the Mind Budget Connection, which is a new organization focused on empowering eDiscovery professionals. Amy, thanks so much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.